0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Over the Board Podcast. My name is Matthew Duke here in studio with Jay Ashton and Vinny Cristiano. Today, we are going to go over some trades as the trade deadline approaches. Uh, we'll also be talking about other news and updates from around the league. So, for today's episode of the Over the Board Podcast, let's go. Welcome back, fellas. We're back. Welcome. How are we doing? I feel well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Doing well. Doing well. We We have a lot of
1: uh, trades to talk to. I didn't expect that we'd have this many trades by now, but... uh, There's a lot. Yeah. When is the trade deadline exactly? It's the 24th. 24th? So Monday. Monday. And so we got... They've got time to make more trades, obviously. I I can't really remember the last time a trade deadline had Mm. this many trades up to this point before the trade deadline. Like... You would have thought that the trade deadline was like yesterday, with yeah. how many have been going through. Yeah, and what we've seen through the trade deadline so far, um, and the deals that have been made, is just the importance of defensemen.
0: Four trades yesterday. Yeah, yesterday alone there was four trades.
1: I feel like the actual deadline day is going to suck. Like, yeah, because there's going to be like so no much trades stuff happening because. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I got a couple. We're going to talk about all of them. Some of them were really weird, and we'll explain why. Um, we just which one do we want to get? Should we talk go- about the Andy Green one?
2: There's been eight trades since we recorded last week, Wednesday. But yeah, let's talk about the Andy Green trade.
1: Andy Green is old, and ironically, because the devil stink, he's probably their best defenseman, like defensively. Like he He's probably the most steady that they had. But with the cap it that he has, granted his contract ends at the end of the season, but you couple those two together, the fact that it's an expiring contract, he's thirty-five and he's worth a second round pick on a prospect. Not to mention the Islanders who are one of the better defensive teams in the National Hockey League, need a forward, so they trade a prospect and a second round pick to get a thirty-five year old defenseman
0: hey. in the words of ray lewis defensive championships
2: yeah i mean but yeah i, I didn't understand this, this yeah this
1: like I, mean, I thought that they're yeah i, I think that they're that pretty solid like was, defensively um, also
2: just i'm confused as to why the market is now so much bigger like i understand i mean this we can tie this right into that marco scandela trade with the blues so obviously there's the connection to the Sabres there where they got an extra second round pick for him. They have fleeced. So fifty percent of his salary was retained, but I don't which think which helps out with that. Two million dollars is really is that worth a well, second round? Well it helps with pick? the salary cap. Right. But is it worth a second round like so Jason Botterell trades Marco Scandala to the Canadians for a fourth round pick, which he uses to go get yes. fro right? Yes. So that's so a that's a fourth ca- round
1: cap pick. dump right there. Yes. Basically.
2: Now, Scandella is on the Canadians, plays well, Yes, and he's now traded to the St. Louis Blues for a fourth-round pick again. So they get their fourth-round pick back. They get an extra second-round pick, mm-hmm. and they just have to retain 50% of the salary. Yeah, it's is a great deal the for the, second the Canadians. second-round pick... Worth two million dollars, really? No, I don't think. No, so. No, I
1: think the two, the second round pick is worth Marco Scandella at what he's been playing at. Marco Scandella, the last year and a half has sucked for the Sabres. Let's be honest; he he's yeah. been terrible. This year, yes, uh, no, this
2: year he wasn't bad. This year was he was a good fourth defenseman. He had good fourth defenseman numbers, but how about behind Yogi Haru, who was our best defenseman until Darlene came back from right. being slumpy, and Darlene, and then probably risked a Line. And I'd say, I mean, Montour and Miller. I mean, they would. Miller was sitting for some. Godforsaken reason. I mean, he's been one of our better defensemen recently, and Montour has been, I'd say, underwhelming. Besides, recent line and Scandella was our fourth best defenseman for a while, and McCabe is terrible. But his
1: value for his salary and the level of play, like being the fourth best defenseman on the Sabers, like let's think about that analytically. Where does he stack up against most defensemen in the NHL? Yeah, I would say the value below average. So if that's worth a a fourth round pick, right? But what he played for six weeks in Montreal, and then you retain half the salary. I would say yes, that's worth a second round pick. That's why this becomes so hysterical. People are going to clown Jason Botterell over it, and it, he deserves it to an extent. But the reason he couldn't trade Marco Scandella for a second round pick it's is because he wasn't. Played. Yeah,
0: yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't having a terrible. There
2: also, there also was not a market for him at that point. I mean, exactly. the Blues lost Jay Bomeister? Yeah after that happened you know yeah. last week and now suddenly there's another there's more market for that
1: there's more market and he's playing better so those are the two factors that go into why he's being traded so for so much on top of the the cap that you're taking on uh if you're the canadians which is just for the rest of the year so it doesn't really affect you in any way um but you're right like we we've seen the market for defensemen is very high right now because all the trades we've seen so far have been defensemen, defensemen yeah um so there's a lot of factors that go into it. I understand why people are upset about it, but I think if you look at it with some objectivity, it's not hard to understand why that happened the way it did. It's just unfortunate for the Sabres.
2: Quite frankly, I i, I think the sa- on paper the Sabres defense is one of the better defenses in the league. When you have...
0: Or at the very least it will be in two or three
2: years. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, but I mean, no I like I, I said, on paper... Yes, on, on paper, paper you look it at the should names. Theoretically be when religious. you're sitting Zach Bogosian, you you should be in a good in good shape. You you think, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, they haven't necessarily played to that level. Like I mentioned, Jake McCabe's had a de- kind of a down year, and Montour hadn't been getting a lot of points until he scored two goals. And their seven to four loss yesterday to Ottawa, which we'll get into and later. And he made a great save. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he's more. played well recently. Colin Miller, we traded for him. He got sat. A couple times, and now he's playing, and he should—he plays like he should've been playing all year. He's been playing fantastic. Dalene had a down year to begin the year. Yuki Hari was our best defenseman, and then the Line was—you know—not bad. We had Scandella for a little while there. So I mean, those are all names that, like, you—you know—a lot of people in the NHL know who those people are. You've heard of Zach Bogosian before. You know who Marco Scandella is. I mean, those are guys that are sitting for you, which on. You know, Before you look at how the team's actually performing and how those individuals are performing, you'd think that that defense should be a little bit better. But now all these trades for defensemen, these needs are getting filled by other teams, and then Matt Dumba is still on the trade block apparently. I mean, that doesn't bode well for a team like the Sabres when Botterill clearly is he's, he's looking for trade partners. Darren Drager says he can't find any. And then something like this happens, where Scandella gets flipped for a second round pick. It just it just does not bode well for the Sabers' desires because they're being filled by other teams, and the other teams can you know unless teams I mean that, if anything that should make teams want to trade with the Sabers because clearly they could get a better return if they just flip their player. Right.
1: Kind of reminds me of what the Sharks did with Eric, with uh, Mike Hoffman. But then right. again, he. Is playing really well for Florida and hasn't right. been a problem. So,
2: but yeah, but then again, and you look at it like, realistically, the whole situation with with Buffalo is just in a t- tough spot. And then, you know, like I mentioned, Darren Drager says he has enough trade partners. Everybody in Buffalo is clamoring for him to make a trade. Well, mm-hmm. but then he'll, you know, you don't want, to, I don't want him just to rust rush into a trade and just do something erratically because then we're going to get fleeced and then you know everybody's going to complain about it. You don't want to have an O'Reilly trade again. You can't have that. So, Botterill is trying to take his time to piece together a trade that's actually going to make sense, which I understand.
1: Right. Apparently... He I, does deserve criticism for the O'Reilly trade. Yes, he does.
2: Now, there's no, you know, I I don't know, did you know that he was going to go to the Blues and be the most valuable no. player on the team? you? it's, also, not, no, did
1: it's not how well he plays for the Blues. It's the return you get. Yeah. Also,
0: though, did you know that, like, we don't know what happened behind the scenes, like, Ryan O'Reilly kinda of wanted out above. Oh him yeah, there. he hated yeah. it here. That's yeah, I cool. know. Yeah. So like, did, which like, gives you a lot less like,
2: leverage, but it, it should yeah, I mean, Yeah, I so
0: know. like you can't go to the blues and be like, We're trying to get rid of this guy and it's like, No, you're not trying to get rid of him. He wants to get out. He does not yes. want to play for you. Right. So right. like it, it's just like I don't know, a little bit of a difference there. Like he definitely deserves some flag for it, but not as much as I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It was a, that was a tough spot. And but yeah, there's there's a couple of his trades have been like head scratchers. I still obviously don't know how you feel about the Froelich trade yet. You you you, ha- you move Scandella, and at- you had too many defensemen. So you move him, you get a pick, and then you turn that pick into a forward. Fine. Like, that's... is a good fourth liner, but he's not playing on the fourth line. Well, I guess technically he is, because our fourth line's like our second best line. So... Um, well, it is. I mean, you look at Larson, Gurgensis, right. and Oposo play together. They're... They play fantastic. Night in and night out. It's awesome. When they go on the ice, i and I, I feel comfort just like when eichel gets the puck on the power play it's just like relax and then ottawa goes and scores two shorthanded goals but you know it is right nice.
0: yeah. Um, yeah it was a tough game last night
2: it was and uh, we'll get into we'll we'll get into we'll, we'll go through the trades first and we'll talk about this that sabers game in a in a second um but uh, there was a trade today not really a huge one um the Florida Panthers got forward Mason Marchmont from the Maple Leafs, and the, they got forward Dennis Malign. Mal- Malgin? Malign? No, Malign. Oh, really? Yeah. That was hmm. Malign. Yeah, that was earlier today. So, yeah, like I mentioned, that was the eighth trade since we recorded last week. So we're going to talk about the not important trade. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just, it yeah. just happened. No. So I well, not, yeah, I mean, right. it happened earlier today. Happy but, today. Today. Um, so.
1: The Alec Martinez trade is not official. They said it should be official sometime today. So there's they another figure, one, nine trades then. They, they're figuring that that's going to be Alec Martinez to the Golden Knights for two second-round picks. He's got one year remaining on his contract after uh, Would that season. be
2: is somebody else's yeah. second-round pick or the next year's second-round pick?
1: We're not sure yet. That's oh, why. Okay. Uh, I think that's getting sorted out. But So we mentioned Scandella. We mentioned Andy Green. Now Martinez. Brendan Dillon. Uh, we talked
2: about him when he, we were doing the Sharks uh, roster quiz.
1: Yeah, Brendan, he, he was killer. upset that you know it could have been his last game as a Shark and everything, and he was right. He got traded to the Capitals. Not a bad team to go. to. Not a bad team to go to for a second and third round pick. So that's a big addition for the Capitals. Uh, he's analytically one of the more underrated defensemen in the National Hockey League. he's very physical, uh, very good defender to have on your team. Not much skill offensively, I'd say, but...
0: Good defenseman.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you, the Capitals don't need more You don't need offense. To, so <laughs> I, I think I think they're okay with getting a guy like that. Um, but the one I really wanted to get to was Dylan DeMello. Dylan DeMello is 26 years old. He's been playing really well for the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Sens fans seem to really like the kid. And think that he could be a potential top four defenseman with the way that he's been playing. And he got traded for a third round pick to the Jets.
2: Uh this is not hockey related, Jay, but I just wanted to tell you that Ryan Newman is walking around the Halifax Medical Center, which is shocking to me because yeah. a lot of people thought he was gonna be paralyzed. That's amazing. So fantastic news. I just wanted to that I just saw that NASCAR just posted that on Instagram. That's nice. That's good so, for him. Uh, yes, fully alert, walking around Halifax Medical Center. True to his jovial nature, he's also been joking around with staff, friends, and family while spending time playing with his two daughters. And there's an, a picture of him with his two daughters standing in the hospital room. That's awesome. So that's... Good for him. That's yeah. huge That was scary.
1: That was yeah, that was awful.
2: I Watching that race, there was a lot of people that were saying that they didn't even really see him get hit by Koyla Joy because they were watching the finish. I didn't even know who won the race because I, all I did, as soon as he got turned, I just followed his car that whole time. I got really nervous about that. It could have been much worse. So thank God for uh, that good news. Sorry, right, you can go back to the Dylan DeMello Train now. I just wanted to let you know because we were talking about it before we recorded right. today.
1: Right. I just think, like, if Andy Green could get a second-round pick and a prospect, if Brendan Dillon can get a second- and third-round pick, what? why can't –
0: Marcos Candaldi. 26 can year old round. Dylan
1: pick. DeMello get a second round pick. You only got a third round pick out of Dylan DeMello? Really? I just thought that was I just thought that was really, really weird. It helps out the Jets. I think that they absolutely win that trade.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's close. You're not gonna get somebody who plays like Dylan DeMello in the third round. Or you might. Not not very often. You might. You might, but <laughs> yeah, not very often.
1: The other trades we got to get to. We're on to some forwards now. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli. That was a big one. Was a big one. Big kingpin, especially since the the number one question. So he got traded for Tim Schaller, a second-round pick, and Tyler Madden. Tyler Madden is a very well-respected prospect that people think he's going to be a lot like his dad, John Madden, and how he played for the Blackhawks for so many years. Don't make any
0: jokes.
2: Boom. <laughs> oh, God. They think he's a pretty good prospect.
1: The second-round pick, and then you know Tim Scheller's kind of a, a cap filler in that. And people think a pending UFA in Tyler Toffoli, is, is it worth that much of a return? And I say yes, mainly because Brock Besser will miss at least eight weeks with a rib injury. It's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah, it that is. That's their a best long right time. winger. Uh, it's a guy they rely on a lot. Tyler Toffoli. Can he replace his production? No, but I think he's going to come as close as possible to it. And that's really going to be a big addition for the Canucks because they need that kind of scoring help down the stretch, trying to make the playoffs this year.
0: Definitely not a bad replacement to throw in there.
1: Exactly. So, uh, and who knows? Maybe maybe they maybe they extend him and keep him around, but. That's still yet to be seen. And then the other one, I think it's the biggest trade. The Tampa Bay Lightning traded Nolan Foote, a very good prospect, son of Adam Foote, and a first-round pick for Blake Coleman. And this shocked a lot of people, but um, he really is one of the most underrated players in the National Hockey League. Uh, Very, very good winger with a lot of speed. Uh, Brings offensive skill that really goes under the radar. And the other important thing is, yes, you are giving up a ton, but with the cap situation the Tampa Bay Lightning are kind of in right now, they need to keep the window open as long as possible. And trading for a guy who at this season is going to be making $1.8 million and next season is going to be making $1.8 million for you, uh, that's a great trade to make. And if he was good offensively for New Jersey, who's to say he can't just continue that in Tampa?
0: with the guys around him too yeah like because New Jersey has not had a banner year to put it lightly. no yeah <laughs>
1: to put it lightly um, like
0: not even close right and now you're going to a team like the Lightning like the kid's just gonna
1: and he's gonna continue yeah. what he's doing and yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be a big help for, this is a big like this is a big year for the Lightning yeah
0: a really big year. Just hopefully they don't get swept by the Blue Jackets in the first round again. Well, Unless I mean, Jay, like, then hopefully they do. But
1: I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, but <laughs> we'll see if they even make it. But the Lightning have been hot lately. They've basically caught all the way up to the Bruins, so it'll be interesting to see who wins the division.
0: Yeah, Bruins are slipping a little bit too.
1: They haven't even been playing poorly. It's just yeah. except they them. lost just, to the Red Wings. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: true. But, yeah. But, but but
2: but oh, by the way, things things like that happen. Yeah, they happen. They're that, blips. They're that, a lot of that happen. happens to teams. Sometimes you lose to a team that on paper is not as good as you, and it's not the end of the world. Sometimes, Montreal lost every yes. game. To yes, Detroit this year. I was year. just gonna mention that every single game. Uh, four
1: four games this year against Detroit. They went zero and four. Now
2: that's <laughs> that's not a great look. But again, like sometimes better teams lose to teams that aren't as good as you. That's just that always, that happens it's sometimes.
0: Like, and, and it's like the Giants versus the Patriots. Like the Patriots were better than the Giants every single year, but like for some reason they just couldn't overcome them. By the yeah,
1: way, yeah. Know. Okay, it's, it's things right.
2: like that happen. It
0: does.
1: It does. On paper, should Montreal beat a team like Detroit? Yes. Four times. Let's say, for sake of argument, that they beat Detroit all four times this year. Right now they have 62 points in 62 games. If they win those four games, that's eight more points. They'd be at 70 points in 62 games. They'd only be two points behind the Blue Jackets, uh, two points behind the Hurricanes. They'd, they'd be looking at, on the outside, looking into the playoffs, but it'd be somewhat realistic for them.
2: Yeah. You're, you
1: need to beat up on some of these bad teams in the NHL, and Detroit's the worst team in the NHL, and, and you, you need know, to beat them. Say like, you
2: only win three of those games, or you spl- anything is better than losing all four games. Exactly.
1: The, not only is that embarrassing, but it also just ruins your chances.
2: Yeah. And that gets kind of that, – that kind of rolls me into, like, the Sabres thing. Like, the Sabres lost to Ottawa. They won three games in a row. Your chances of winning four in a row are – you know, not in your favor, right? Right, right. So sometimes teams, you're gonna lose hockey games. That's how it works. You've already won three in a row. You drop your fourth game. Okay. Ottawa only has 53 points. Now they had 51 to start the game. I understand that they are third last in the league. I understand that they're a they're not as good of a hockey team as you. But the, when you think about it, the that's this game is not the reason that the Buffalo Sabres are going to miss the playoffs, and I think if you look at Sabres Twitter, they that that kind of was the thing. Like, oh, we lost to Ottawa. We, we're just going to sell everybody at the deadline, and we're not going to make the playoffs. We weren't going to make the playoffs in the first place.
1: And but you should be beating teams you're
2: better than. Yes, well, yeah, you you think so, but on, a, to t- t- at, on a consistent basis. At, it's okay to the, have a consistent basis. Look at blip, but. look at the rest of the season. Yeah, but if if you want to cut the season into, you can look at this two ways as a whole season, or you can cut the season into parts, right? We've won three games in a row. Four games in a row would have been like a season high. We haven't won four games in a row this season. So if you cut it into small pieces, start with the first game, you come back, right? You, start, you win three games in a row. Start with that first game. You play three games, you lose one. It's not the end of the world as long as you don't lose two more games in a row. Or you lose another game. This weekend's going to be tough. You play Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh on Saturday at one, then you play Winnipeg here at three, which is not great scheduling, but you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So you just you can't lose both of those games. Ideally, you win both of them, and then now you're stringing wins together. And losing to Ottawa is not the end of the world because should you beat Pittsburgh, probably not. Should you have really beat Toronto, probably not. But you did. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm making the argument that. Toronto's
1: a Toronto's a weird team.
2: <laughs> yeah, but again, you look at them, are they a better team than the Sabers?
1: Yes. Right now, yes.
2: Yes. They right. have better goaltending, which is probably the X factor for the Sabers. If they had better goaltending, they would be in the playoffs. Are is, is Toronto's defense better than the Sabers? No, not necessarily. No. Probably not at all. You'd make that argument. Okay. Especially but their with forwards the though. But you look at their forwards; it's they're way better. Yeah. I mean, you say there's the argument, obviously, who's better, Austin Matthews or Jack Eichel, but then you also have Mitch Marner and William Nylander and John Tavares. Right. So, I, I, I don't. But the but the, but the Sabers won that game. Okay. So that's you know that's then then they beat Columbus, which is you know that that's probably about even, especially with Columbus's injuries. Yeah. With well, the injuries, it's as even as yeah. you get. So, that's so those are games that. You know, Toronto, it's more—I'd say it's more important to beat Toronto than it was to beat Ottawa.
1: Right. Real quick, I mean, we, we mentioned just now, like, how even Columbus and Buffalo are. Right. We play three times a season.
2: Every game went in overtime. Every game was in overtime. Every game win was an for the home team. So that yes. just shows,
1: with how injured the Blue Jackets are, that shows how even they are with Buffalo. Right. The difference is, in my opinion—and I don't think Ralph Kruger is doing a bad job. It's just a difference between, no. I think— a, a good coach that, that's kind of, you know, in his first year that's still trying to find his way yeah. with this roster and working through adversity and a Hall of Fame coach in mm-hmm. John Tortorella.
2: Right. And that is, and, and again, but you guys are getting goaltending.
1: That's some. But that's, the Sabres got pretty good goaltending from Olmark.
2: Yes, from Olmark, but now he's hurt. And then you bring yes, in I, Jonas I, I, Johansson I, and he's been, yikes is the mm, word I will use. Yikes
1: and... Hutton's been and terrible.
2: Hutton's been yeah, not ideal. I mean, there's been games where he's been Toronto. He played well. Oh yeah,
1: no, he, but he, no, every like once in six games, yes, he'll have like a good game. But and you then can't the other, have that. You need a consistently five, like, solid goalie. And five even, goals on twenty-four shots.
2: Even how much better Allmark
0: has been than Hutton, Do you, like, is that really what you're looking for in a starting goaltender? No, I not mean all. Allmark's I a mean,
1: good his start. His numbers are on par with a very average starter in the National Hockey League. If you have a yeah. good roster, that's in front what he's. He's average, but we, but and that's what you need right now. Right, you
2: need an average. You need an average goalie. I mean, quite frankly, but you need
0: a good team in front of an average goalie, which is not something that the Sabres have right yeah, now.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, but I mean, like you look at so again, look at Ottawa. You score four goals in a hockey game. You, what are your ch- what? Like your, what chances your chances of winning? Your chances go of winning that game exponentially seventy-seven percent. Yeah, but you give
0: up seven goals in a game. Well, well, well that, no, that's not my point. point. That, that, no, that's <laughs> the point is my, if you score yes, four goals, yeah, you right. probably you should theoretically should win. Right, the should yeah, win, theoretically.
2: Right? Yeah. theoretically. Again, we're not we're not talking about how many you allow, right? right. Here's but, the other thing:
1: if you score four goals in a game, there's like a
2: ninety percent chance you're going to get a point, too. Right? Yeah, your chance just it's it goes up exponentially, right? Mm-hmm. So, and look at who scored for the Sabers yesterday:
1: Montour twice, Olson, yes. and
2: who was the other one? I forgot who scored our last goal. Okposo, yeah, I was yes. going to say Opoza. yes, yeah, yes. or he scored our third goal, and Oposa mm-hmm. scored last one. That's Depth scoring, I mean, except for Olafson, I guess. But I mean, that's what you you know that's his eleventh power play goal of the year. I mean, that's unreal. But when you, that's what the team is. That's what you're waiting for all year is depth scoring. Depth scoring. You're waiting for your second line to score. So they're getting things that they need to succeed, and then they're just not getting back end goaltending. I mean, you look at the first goal that they scored; uh, it was shorthanded. He. like cut in wide and like chipped it in front and went through Hutton and trickled in and then it went into the net. You, you're looking for a save there. On the second goal, same thing. You're you're looking for a save there. You can't allow a shorthanded goal. They allowed two, but the other one was an empty netter. You can't allow shorthanded goals. That's one of Buffalo's one of the worst defensive power play teams in the league. You, so, the pieces are. You're, you're taking steps in the right direction, but you're still missing that. If, if Allmark played, we would have won the game. I almost can guarantee it.
1: I'd say, yeah. All he has to do is allow three goals or less.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you allow three less goals, I mean, you went up 2 nothing in the first period. If Ottawa doesn't score three goals in a minute and 14 seconds, I bet you you, you, you probably win the game 4-1 to one maybe or 4-2. to two. The you other know?
1: thing is, the Sabres suck at maintaining mo- momentum. Yeah, they do. Like, when you go up 2-0, if you if you give up a goal, sure, momentum goes to the other side. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world. But if the goal you give up is a shorthanded
2: goal, suddenly it's a little different. Yeah, well, you you give up so much momentum with giving up shorthanded exactly. goals. Exactly. It's at any such point a game, demoralizer. Especially if it's 2-0, though. Yes. Well, 2-goal lead is the worst lead in hockey. Mm-hmm. It's so... It's just deceiving, and as as much as you think, it's not. It always is. It I always. I, is. I, I
1: never want to have a two nothing lead. When when the Blue Jackets went up two nothing on the Sabers, I'm like.
2: The only they time they need to score again. The only time I want to be up to, oh, to, by two goals. I mean, uh, look, I'd love to be up to, oh, two goals and down two goals. Like it doesn't mean right. You know, but I. You know, the only time I'm necessarily comfortable being up two goals. It's with thirty seconds left with, in the game. Yeah, with like a minute left, but but I mean, either way, you know, you could still, you know, hack the the game was two nothing, then four to two, then four three, then five. I mean, it was a back, you know, it's a back and forth hockey game. It's it's what you know, hockey games can change like that. But in the grand scheme of things, the Sabers, I think they're stepping in the right direction. They're missing something important in consistent, solid goaltending. If they, I think
1: they have more problems than that, buddy.
2: I, I, I understand. I understand that. But when it comes down to it, you, you, if you just, you, you just need to add. If if they have, if so, if they have good goaltending all year long, they'd be fighting more for a playoff spot. They'd right. be probably six points ahead, six or eight points ahead of where we are now. If you want, they're not a playoff team. But no. if they want to be fighting for a playoff spot, you get good goaltending. To be a playoff team, you need more more forwards and more scoring help. You need a second line center. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, you need a second so line Johan center. Johan Larsson can't be your second line center. No. Marcus Johansson is is not a center to begin with. He no. plays much better on the wing. But we have to play him at center because we don't have anybody skilled that can go there. We also need somebody a center that's going to help Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner needs somebody to give him the puck. Yeah. Which is why I think it might not be such a bad idea to move Reinhardt off of Eichel's line. He we drafted him as a center.
1: I know, but I feel like once you've played so many years in the National Hockey League as a winger.
2: Right. But if, so, um, I mean, don't, if let's we not don't, forget. If you don't add one. Uh, let's
1: not forget. Marcus Johansson was a center. Yes, a, I know. A long time ago, though. Right. So once he made the transition to wing and hasn't played center in a while, he can't just go back and just be a center again. Right. That's so, why I, feel that I fear that if you do that with Reinhardt, you're going to put him in a slump. Yeah. I think but, what the Sabres need to do is just keep Skinner – Eichel and Reinhardt together and find someone who can anchor your second line with Johansson.
2: So, well, no, here's here's what I think you should do. Olsson and Eichel have immediate chemistry. I think you need to keep them together. Reinhardt and Eichel obviously have chemistry, but maybe you, maybe you can do something where you put Reinhardt on the wing and you get a center like – you know, I mean, I don't like know Vinny like Trocheck or something, John Tavares. You, you go. I
1: don't know if you can get him, but I mean, if the well, Sabres are willing well, to p- I'm No, saying. I'm saying I don't know if you can get this guy, but if you can get Ryan Nugent Hopkins in the off season as a free agent, No, absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's like the perfect second line center right there. So, but, but you'd have to. I'm pay thinking him a ton.
2: my th- thought would be to keep to put like VC on the top line,
1: just because he will. My idea is to shoot him into the sun.
0: Look,
2: I, I, I want to... I, I, <laughs> In a
0: fiery look, rocket going
2: Eichel is projectile. still going to... If Eichel and Olufsen <laughs> Get can Vesey. play together, you put Vc on, on the top line to give him some help with Eichel and Olufsen, right? Then you put Reinhardt and... Or or you just do this. Or you do Reinhardt, Eichel, Olufsen, Skinner, Johansson, good center, and then your third line is... VC and Froleek and Curtis Lazar.
1: See, I'm looking more towards next season.
2: Or they right. Con- okay. So, well, see, so next that, season that's, that's I don't problem. know who like, we're going to re-sign and who we're not going to re-sign. There's well, we so many I, UFAs I aren't mean, I,
1: I know you can't like guess who's going to stay or not, but I think we all know that Jimmy VC is not going to be a Buffalo Saber next year. Yeah, you're right. That's a relationship he doesn't want to be here, and right. Sabers fans don't want him here yeah. either.
0: Yeah. Nobody really cares. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. Uh, nobody wants Jimmy Vesey to be here. So he's going to be gone. I'd imagine Curtis Lazar is going to be back. And I think he's a solid fourth-line guy. Maybe you can put him on the third line, depending on scenarios and what you got. But the number one priority, whether it be through a trade, whether it be through free agency, whatever you need to do, you need a second-line center. So if you can't get Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you better figure out which of your defensemen you want to trade. And if it's wrist-aligning, go ahead and do it, but you need to get a second-line center. Do it now. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather see if they could sign.
0: Ryan Nugent Hopkins. First. Right,
1: but. I mean, what's the chances of Ryan Nugent Hopkins even coming to Buffalo?
0: Yeah, what's who's who's to say that, like, we offer him a big contract. He still, still might not get it. If coming. he gets
1: the same amount of money from Edmonton, why wouldn't he just stay in Edmonton and play on the second line? And, you know, sometimes he's going to play power play minutes with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Sometimes they will play four-on-four four or three-on-three three scenarios with some of those guys. He's playing with some talented players. Like... There's more to offer as far as talent in Edmonton than there is in Buffalo. So you're going to have to overpay to get him.
2: Yeah. Well, but, and then you're going to overpay, but then you're going to get – And then you're stuck in a bad it. situation because
1: right. you got two guys in Skinner and Newton Hopkins who you yeah. wanted badly yeah, who do make your team better, yeah. but you're overpaying them, them, and it makes it harder for you to keep other players.
0: And what you're overpaying for them, is that necessarily worth it? I right mean, now, It's not no No, because you're not not a playoff team. Skinner's not having a great year either.
2: But the problem is Skinner's not having a great year because he has nobody to get him the puck. Our second-line center is Johan Larson, and he's playing on a line that's good, but we don't have anybody to get him the puck. I mean, Johansson just doesn't work at center with him. Skinner can't, you know—
0: He's Curtis not a Lazar
2: guy who creates a, offense a, for himself. No. no, he needs people to create for him. That's why he did so well when he played with Eichel.
0: But you, should, you shouldn't. Why. You shouldn't shell out that much money for somebody who can't create offense for himself. But
2: but no, the problem no, is, you is, can. though know, he scored forty goals, but you yes. don't. He's not playing. You look at the. You look at the ice time for the Ottawa game. The more the Sabers needed a goal, the less Skinner played. And that's one of the problems I have with Ralph Kruger is he doesn't even give him a chance to go out there and score. Now, I understand situationally right now, maybe it's not the best time to put him out there because his chances of scoring are lower. Because his confidence is low and he hasn't scored in a while. But he's a scoring forward. That's what he does. He's a shooter. So, tonight, shooter even McCallin. play him in overtime in certain games, you're, you're not giving him an opportunity. And you're not giving him... Play him with – I mean, when Olofsson was out, why didn't you play him with Eichel and Reinhardt on the power play? I mean, you know –
1: Because he wants to balance out the scoring, but I think he needs to realize that's not the way you're going to do it. you're
2: losing games. You're not in the playoffs right now. Something's got to change.
1: I mean, they were losing games when – before –
2: Right. Well. Okay. Right. I, but like, you look at Vinny. At this is this is line. my point,
1: though. Like, I know you want to like jumble up the lines, and there's certain things you want to do. I just don't think any of them are gonna work. You need more talent. That's what it comes down to. You need more talent, yeah, and that's why get, we need to you focus gotta on give the off season like rather side.
0: than you. But like you said, how like Depp scored last night, and yeah. like we have that. Calipso scored his seventh goal of the year last year. Like Depth's not scoring every single time we go out on the ice. Depth scores every once in a while. Yeah. Not to mention the Sabers.
1: Depth has been good, late better lately. But they suck.
2: Yeah, all right, they suck. So,
1: yeah, they're not it's great. It's one of the worst but depth you... in the in national hockey like, league. Let's be, let's be
2: honest, <laughs> the Sabres are not good. <laughs> they're not you, a good team. You look, just you get a second line center, and that changes everything. You, you get I don't think, to it yeah, I I think, think it does. I think it helps.
1: I don't think it changes everything. Okay, would I like Ryan Nugent Hopkins in Buffalo right now if I'm a Buffalo fan? Of course. That doesn't make you a playoff team. There's more than just the second-line center, and that's my biggest problem with the Sabres right now, and the job that Jason Botterill has is because he's got to try and make up for all the mistakes that have been made by previous GMs. He's got to try and asset management the, the best he can. See, but the problem is, is, he's not know given if he's, much talent. I don't know the if he prob-
2: necessarily has; make, he's not really making up for that many mistakes for the GMs. But he's, he's got. got well, I mean, like he had like to make 11. up for the Alex
1: Nylander pick.
2: Yeah, but he he but he did that. He did. But, do but that. then he's, he's got to make up. He's to make up for. Wait, no, he he was the Alex Nylander pick. He was. Yeah, that was him. That was his first year. When was that year? Uh, 20... four? No, uh, Reinhardt was twenty fourteen. Eichel was twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen.
1: I could have sworn he did not make that pick. No, he was named general manager in two thousand seventeen.
2: Well, who was so? Who do we trade in? Those those middle stat who hasn't really worked out.
1: Yeah, no. So that's on him.
2: Yeah. Then middle then it was stat. Cousins. I'm not fan of. Cousins. I think Cousins is is will good. pan out. But then oh, then we drafted like Ryan Johnson with our thirty the thirty first pick. Who's who's that? We don't even hear about it anymore. He's terrible. Still, the job given to Botterell was that he had,
0: like, he was given, like, a dumpster fire and said, fix this. So now nobody wants to come to Buffalo because we suck.
1: And and look, I like, I love the city of Buffalo. Yeah. But free agents aren't lining up to play for the Sabres. It's not a
0: big market, so they won't get exposure. That's just another way that uh, it's stacked against them because nobody wants to come here. So he's got to try and build a base off of nothing.
1: He has to build a base off of Jack Eichel and right. Sam Reinhart, and that's about it.
0: And that's all. It's just not going to happen. Usually,
1: when you take over a team, you've got at least you know six guys you can look at and say,
2: "All right, that's our foundation." And
0: in order for that okay. to happen, in order Sabers for him to right now, him-
2: foundation: Eichel, Reinhart, Olofsson, Dahlin, Yokiharyu, Haru, five guys, Allmark, six, Ukkonen. But he didn't. He didn't inherit Yoki Haru. That's a
0: move he had to make. And still. In order for him to build like build this team, he needs time, but nobody wants time. They want him to win now. Exactly. So then he's That's gonna the be biggest out. Problem. Yeah. And so the like, Bagulas don't make it easy on him. He just has a very tough job and I think he's done a very good job. But I don't know, it's just like it's very hard. I don't Even know if I want to say he's done GM. a good job. He hasn't done a bad job. I, I think he's done a mediocre
1: job. But my God, when you look at the scenario, mediocre is like best case scenario with yeah. this team. Yeah. With, the, with everything he was given. Absolutely. Not Absolutely. to mention, I know that Jeff Skinner is overpaid. $9 million for his production this year is not great. And I know he needs someone to give him the puck. But all the fans who want to complain about it, this is getting overpaid now and staying with the Sabres is still a significantly better look than if he walks. Because everybody would be complaining about Jason Botterell just letting him walk. Yeah, you had no choice but to you sign no him. Choice. You had no choice. no choice but to sign him. You he scored, had you, no you, other you, choice you, to make.
2: You can't not sign somebody who just scored 40 goals for your team. But not that, to mention,
1: he fleeced the Hurricanes on that trade. Yes, yeah.
2: he absolutely did. Yeah. Cliff poo sticks. He's in the East he's Coast see, yeah, League. He's, he's, he's yeah, he's Yeah.
1: A, <laughs> yeah. a third-round pick third for round Jeff pick. Skinner? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take that. So... I, I just think they need to get him back with Eichel because it worked. Stick with what works. Or
0: what they could do well, is yeah, just you to got turn it. on forced trade, turn off the salary cap, trade for Alex Ovechkin, trade for Leon Dreisaitl, well, trade for Connor <laughs> McDavid, and we'd be the best team in
2: the league. What, I'm, what, I, don't, <laughs> what I don't understand is... You're such a clown. You, I know. You, you, Reinhardt, Eichel, Olofsson... Is working right now, right? Was it it all
0: Simbaril yes. too or no? No,
2: he's been. Here. No, he was
1: 2012. Yeah, he was. He's so been he was here a while. He a while. He's like the oldest rookie since Artemi Panarin.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's he's um he's been here a while. I think oldest non goalie rookie. Right? What's his name? Yeah, because uh, like Bennington. non non goalie. Bennington was the oldest. Yeah. Bennington's the oldest. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Um but yeah, so he's, but yeah, so. He, But that line is working, that Reinhardt-Eichel-Olefsson line. If you can get a second-line center for Skinner and Johansson, those top two lines are – that's a good top two lines, right? What if you switched Reinhardt and Skinner? They play on opposite sides of the ice, right? But who cares? Uh, Yes. But who cares? I don't know. I mean, it it does matter a little bit.
0: A little bit, but like –
2: I don't know if you put can Skinner on the to top line
0: with Olufsen and Eichel.
2: Now that see now I don't no. I don't think you can have that because Eichel can't be the only passer on. Olufsen's a shooter. Eichel's a hybrid like superstar, and then Reinhardt, a God. Uh, Reinhardt's a passer. I don't think it would work because Skinner and Olufsen are both shooters, and then Eichel will be forced to make all the plays himself, pretty much. I think. Well, I, I no. Not, I think he'd be fine.
0: Not, I mean. That'd be sweet, because then he could just go up the middle and then shoot it out to either side and score a goal every single time we come down the ice. Here's the thing for me.
1: Victor Olofsson has been very good for the Sabres,
0: but his production has
1: mainly been power play. So is it the worst idea for what he's being paid right now and what he's probably going to be extended for in this offseason to just say, we're paying Jeff Skinner $9 million. Let's put him in the best situation. And just stop with this nonsense. Yeah. What if we just of put trying th- to spread out the production and get a second line center who could get the puck to Olafson when
2: you're at even strength? I like. Is that. that the worst idea?
0: I like that. Put Skinner on the top line and then have Olafson be your number one on the power
2: play. yeah, see, yeah, well, yeah means, he's going to be on the power play regardless. But exactly. It, but so right why? Now, what's the why? Why not? Why don't we just get a second line center for for Skinner? I mean. Because so I understand your point. Like because you're paying him nine million dollars, that's why. But he's not getting playing time anyway. That's why you put him on the first line. Why? What haven't we? done I've said this. Why don't we? I, I said this before, but it's not happening.
1: I know it needs to happen. I agree. So with So that's that.
2: my problem with Kruger. So my argument is, you, you you're one player away from being that close. You're. you're if one you player, have a you're second. One player, if you had a good you're, second you're a line. Second center, line
1: center away from being a significantly better team yes. but you still have more
2: so if you can so the, the more wise. the more yes. realistic situation with the way kruger handles this team is to get a good second line center keep the top line the way it is keep Johansson and skinner at the wing pair get a good second line center like vinnie trocek or marches or or, or well, Marchessault's a winger or somebody just play them there i don't even care anymore um I know that's not how it works. They I'm they just might as well just play Johansson at center. Just put Vlad Smoka at center. He's hurt. Oh you can't. Oh god. Well, I forgot he was even a saber. Yeah. Well, he got hurt. He got scummed during <laughs> the, during the Sweden game against the Lightning, and and he's been out ever since.
1: Good. Um, uh, I like spoke. Yeah. But, but no, yeah. I mean, you still need more depth than that. So I. I th-
2: but then you have like your third your third line right. Your third line is Larsen Gurgensen's Okposo. And they've played well. Then your fourth line is Frolik, and right now it's Vc and Rodriguez. So in the uh, if we're talking off season, say you get Nugent Hopkins, I don't know, you know, you're gonna lose quite a few guys. But if you if you some for some godforsaken reason resign both Larson and Gerganis, then you keep Oposo. That line stays together. They're gonna produce. You know that. Okay.
1: Here are the list You also of, have T.
2: Thompson Thompson's shirt. He'll be back next year.
1: Here are the list of, of centers this free agency, uh, this offseason, who will be unrestricted that you can sign. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is the best center available. Right. The next few names are interesting. Mikhail Granlund. Mm. I know he's had a bad year for Nashville. Yeah, I don't know how he's, I feel about that. But, I mean, you can get him pretty cheap. You could probably get him on a one-year deal or two-year deal. Maybe yeah. keep it cheaper. Yeah, I guess. I don't th- Miko but I don't think he's leaving Minnesota. Uh, okay, here's I another really interesting one that you're absolutely going to get on a first on a one year deal. Alex Galchenyuk.
0: Come off the train. Didn't I now say
2: that-, that last week? And you said no. No. Who did I say? Yeah, he just got traded to the Wild.
1: Yeah, he just got traded to the yeah, Wild. I huh?
2: said that. I said
1: I would. I'd give him a, if you're putting uh, that not in the second line center role though that's I'm I'm saying like in if you put him on the third line
2: No, we you you don't need a third line center. You need a second line center. That's what I'm no, saying. No, I'm saying
1: that would be like an additional move you can make to help out your depth. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the only move you make this off season. You, the, f- the first thing you have to do is get a second-line center. I, but if you could get I, Alex I Galchenyuk think, on your roster for one-year deal to be a depth yeah, player. it
2: wouldn't be so bad. But, I mean, you're going to get – Middlestad is probably going to start the season on the Sabres again. Tage Thompson is probably going to start the season on the Sabres again. You have Larson and you have Lazar. Lazar needs to come back, and I'm sure he will.
1: I mean, Lazar's a, I, I think Lazar needs to be your fourth line center next year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He, he wins so but, many face-offs. But Larson and Larson and, Larson. and are both centers. One of them is going to come back. I'd assume.
1: I'd assume the way that he he's played so far, it'll probably be Larson.
2: Yes, he's the best I, th- I think there's
1: a chance that maybe Gergenson gets flipped in the next couple of days.
2: I would. I wouldn't necessarily mind it. The three we of them play trinker. great together, though. We should
1: drink. Um, another A couple more names. Craig Smith is interesting, but I don't think he can fit that second-line role. Um, but another guy that's going to get a big payday this offseason that I think could be in that second-line role, J.G. Paggio. Oh, from Ottawa. Ottawa?
2: Yeah, he's played really well this year.
1: Now, he, he might get traded. What's going to happen for him is he's either going to get traded or... Or he's going to sign an extension, so we're not sure if he's going to be available in the off season. Yeah, but he's third
2: on the trade bait list right now.
1: If he gets traded, I'd say more than likely he's probably going to be a free, just a rental. and He's going to be a free agent. That's true. And he'll be twenty-seven, or no, he'll be twenty-eight. My bad. And I think you could give him a like a four or five-year deal with no regrets on that.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be super so opposed to that at all.
1: I mean, he, he's, a, he's a pretty good player, and he's having a career here. So I feel like he, he'd definitely help out in a lot of different ways for you guys. But other than that, the center market kind of stinks this year. A lot of wingers. Yeah, it's really not and ideal.
2: That's why I'm thinking you have to go out and tr- trade for somebody like Trocek. I mean, if he's even available, I don't. If he's, yeah, I don't if know how available rumor.
1: he is, but I mean, that's if you if you need to trade for a second line center, it's going to be Ristolainen that's going the other way. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I would do that absolutely. Lose for I don't L- know if Lesher, you could I don't know Lish, if you Lish. could get like a, a guy like Montour to go the other way, but I would do that before Ristolainen, obviously. But well, what's the guy's name? Work.
0: Lose lose for Leshier? What's who's the? Who's the oh the? my gosh! Oh oh, <laughs> this is bad! <laughs> this is oh this one. is bad! This is a tough. Okay
1: okay. You know uh, who I'm talking about? Yes, I know who you're talking about, and I am ashamed. Lose for Lafreniere
0: Lafreniere that's what I'm
1: talking L- about L- Lish, 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 uh, Lose Lish. for let's La <laughs> a- uh, you know who Laflemme is right Leflame walk a flock of flame No Laflemme. Laflemme.
0: Laflemme is from Goon He plays yes. for Halifax
2: Highlanders Yes
1: <laughs> Lose for Laflemme. You guys got to go. Okay can we go do it can we do a roster yeah. was yes. just Please
2: to say do. you want to do let's the first that up. you want to do the team that you did You do that team first. Okay. Duke. That's not the right website.
1: I want you right now to tell me about the Anaheim
0: Ducks. (laughs) Got (laughs) you. Ryan Getzlaff. Okay. Uh, John Gibson.
1: There's another guy you should get in the goalie tandem.
2: Yeah. For obvious reasons. You should absolutely get their backup goalie. He's not even really like a – he's a – He's he's just a backup now because he's old. He used to be. I think I, I,
0: I see. I don't want to say the name because I know he's in a, Ryan Miller? Yes. yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Thank God. I don't know why I thought he was in Vancouver for some reason. Well, he was in there well, was a, was little. For a little bit. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't know why. I thought he went back. Anaheim. They got a defenseman I should get. I know uh, yeah, yeah I guess one. so, yeah.
2: There's another one that maybe you could get. He was on the Sabres for a little while. Tyler Myers? <laughs> he stinks. No. Just kidding. No.
0: I know he's moved around. There's
1: eventually. one defenseman that's been there since 2010, I believe, who's pretty good.
0: I know Corey Perry is gone. Yes. I do know that. Uh, so why are you <laughs> mentioning it? I was just saying.
2: <laughs> hey, I would do the same thing. That's okay. At least you know that he's not there anymore. I'm trying to like go work through the roster in my head, trying to process
0: it.
1: I will admit, this is a pretty mean one. This yeah. is a yeah, very, very tough. mean one. <laughs> I don't think I would do that. I don't know if I'd get over 10 players on this team, honestly.
0: Uh oh, Anaheim. Oh, God. Nobody watches hockey in California. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, actually, <laughs> it's funny you said nobody watches hockey in California. Yet you got seven for the Sharks. No, this, this this is a tough one that we're doing to him. I feel uh,
2: like I, I, one guy's from Brantford, Ontario, which is like oh yeah, not far from here. You know, I, Jesus,
1: if any, like, I mean, I don't even know who you're talking about. Like, why would that help him? <laughs> I,
2: I don't know, man. That yeah. I,
0: Look at who's born, in Brantford, Ontario, <laughs> yeah, exactly like that's... every single year. Um, that was know. stupid. I don't know. I'm throwing, it in I, do- I wasn't trying to give him a good hint. All
2: right, here, all right, here. That right. wasn't
0: a good hint. I know it wasn't. <laughs> all right, you
2: want a better hint for yeah. some for some of the other guys? Sure, okay. I'm gonna give you, uh, oh god. Well, okay, so they have two former Sabres that are forwards for them. One of them played for us a couple years ago, and he did not score a single goal in the regular season. But he like lit up the preseason. I don't know if you remember that. I'm trying not to. I'm not trying. To, <laughs> I'm trying not to give him like really like obvious hints. But like that, he, it was like a story. Like this dude, he was like a fourth line center, and he was on fire in the preseason. And he didn't score all in the regular season. He even got like an empty net goal turned, like it deflected off of somebody, and they gave it to him. Then they <laughs> revoked it. I have no idea. All right, All right I'm, t- I'm, not <laughs> wrong. I'm gonna throw on All this right. one. Derek Grant was the guy I was talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, I, I, you would not have it. Oh my that. god, it was. I was so this excited was the for him. Ever. <laughs> I remember that dude. He was on fire. I w- I'll look it up while you're doing, um, while we're doing the next thing, and I'll tell you how many goals he had in the preseason. Oh, he was terrible. Nick Delorier is the other Sabre that's oh, from yeah. that team. Oh, all right. uh, Adam Henrique is from Brantford, Ontario. He's like a notable name. Yeah, he was on the Devils. Him.
1: How yeah. would I know that? How would anybody know he's from Brantford? I
0: don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Let me just go <laughs> read every NHL player's birth no, no. certificate. If you remember
1: if all you, of the, where they're from, he would just remember the that, names off the top of that, his head. That, <laughs> I'm just
0: This guy's from Brantford.
2: Since Brantford is Oh, no, my <laughs> God.
0: <laughs> they're really there. a <laughs> top <entomitable. laughs> <laughs> oh, Elementary! No. Oh. It, you, thanks for i buddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. I not know that. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's th- there's a thing on Twitter that's like if everybody if every NHL player played for their hometown team yeah, I'm how sure good those Duke teams would be. At it. I didn't know if you saw it. I saw it. I was I like, was, "Oh, Adam Henrique lives close I didn't to Buffalo." see it? Why would he? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I mean, he's in Buffalo. Maybe he saw oh. like Buffalo Sabres stats on Twitter retweeted it or something. I don't
1: know. Oh my know. god.
2: I don't, I don't have Twitter. <laughs> I just you <laughs> <said it. laughs> <a good> idiot. <laughs> It was on – I don't know. If you, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you saw a printout or something. I have no idea. Yeah, I just okay. saw a flyer hanging <laughs> up in the tunnels. <laughs> <Yeah. All right. coughs> I'm going to print a flyer out. I'm going to put it in the uh, commuter lounge. <laughs> Adam Henry <laughs> is from Brantford. Just so everybody knows in case you do this next time. Okay. The All next right. team, Vinny, you can do the others. All right. Hold on. There is a person on this team from Buffalo. Okay. There's also another player from Brampton. <laughs> oh, no, Bram- Brampton, not Brantford. Okay. You're an idiot. It's the same thing. Oh, there's somebody from Innisfil, but that's closer to Toronto. All right. Vancouver Canucks. All right. And remember, there is a player from Buffalo, so that maybe will help you a little bit. I don't know if you. Brock Besser. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is, I'm just kidding. Um, oh,
0: God. Cloud. I should be getting
2: so much more than this. This is another one that's kind of tough. There's a lot of like, good players though. There are a lot of good players. I picked them to be in the playoffs, man. Yeah. So and I, got, I also picked their coach to win the coach of the year, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So I got Brock, I don't
0: know
1: if it's going to happen, but I think he's a good coach.
0: I got Brock Besser GoSu.
2: Yep.
1: Um, Gosu. GoSu. Yep. <laughs> GoSu. <laughs>
0: um from
1: Buffalo. They have a player on their team that's played and you you won't know this, I'm just telling you. They have a player on their team who played his collegiate career at RIT.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: I'll tell you who it is after.
2: Is it is it the guy from Swan River? Swan River. Oh, I. Know, I, <laughs> I just no, was trying to like not. No. I'm, it's I'm on the, the guy end- from
1: East York, Toronto.
2: East York, Toronto. Oh, it's a defenseman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I don't have that. I'm. I must be on a different.
0: Oh. Discrepancies. Oh.
2: Um. It was he born December twentieth, nineteen eighty nine. Yes. Okay. All right. Tyler, there is
1: a, okay. There's a former Saber on this Tyler team. Tyler Toffoli. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's Tyler Foley. All right, thank you. Good, good, good work.
1: <laughs> okay, there's a former saver that you previously mentioned for the Ducks that is on there, on the Canucks right now.
2: Yes. Sir
0: Nolan Hopkins is calling me. Oh, boy. That's fine. Probably
2: about the key. I don't Probably. Know. I already texted him. Probably. So, yeah, you literally guessed this guy for the Ducks.
0: Tyler Myers. Yes. Yeah.
2: So there's another early first-round pick on this team.
1: Who hasn't.
2: Really panned out to be... No, he hasn't really panned out to be that spectacular. But it's a pretty good player, but I don't yeah. think he'll get it. No problem. Also, th-
1: you haven't mentioned their best player. That's true. Who's, like, absurdly young.
2: Yep. He's got, like, a really skinny face. Yeah, hold on, give me a
1: skinny player. Yep. You haven't mentioned their goalies either.
2: Yes.
0: Do they have notable goalies? Markstrom. Yes. Okay. And so i uh, say yes. Simeon, no, uh, mm. is it Varlamov? No, no. it's not. Not, he's not he, even. He's close. in Colorado, isn't he? No, no he, he was. In,
1: he's he, now with the Islanders.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I'm really up to date on all these player moves.
2: <laughs> so so you, this is kind of falling flat on. His get, face. Yes, it really is. This guy is from, bad. come on, get they, the have, guy they have a lot of like notable f- players from I think. Buffalo. Played on the Sabers. Justin Bailey. There you go. That's five. Ah, uh, you can, you can, yeah. They have a lot of notable players, but I'm, yeah, I don't really know if I. Okay, worst contract
1: in the NHL. <laughs> Guy oh. who was traded for Tyler Sagan. Went from Dallas
0: to Boston. Milan Lucic. No, I'm just kidding. He went from Boston to Edmonton. Correct? He went from Boston to L.A. To and then signed with Edmonton. That's right,
1: that's right, that's right, that's right. People forget that. Yeah. Milan Lucic was an L.A. king.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I did also forget that.
0: From Dallas to Boston. Yeah, and then
1: signed with Vancouver, and has been a terrible signing. I have no idea. Okay, player I was thinking of was Louis Erickson.
2: Um, Should we just Elias Patterson is their best player? That's right. Wait, wait, I know our coach. Do you?
0: Travis Green. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay, we're going six on that. Yeah, that's
2: six. Good work. All right. So you got Justin, Justin Bailey. Jay Beagle, I don't know if you're going to get him. Lou Erickson. Michael Furland is kind uh, of a notable Quinn name. Hughes. Quinn Hughes is another notable. Bo Horvat. Jake Vertanen. Tanner Pearson. JT Miller is a Alex big one. Alex
1: Edler. Chris Tanev.
2: Antoine Roussel is a notable name, but I don't know if you're going to get him.
1: Their backup goalie right now is Thatcher Demko. Yeah.
2: Um. Josh Levo. Christopher Tanev is the one from RIT. Not that you would know that. Yeah. Or, um. So so six. So so not, not for your st- – that's not bad for you. That's I'm tied for your second best. Getting the average
1: up.
0: Yeah. I've got a team that if you guys say them, I'm, I'm going to run it. I know. have been studying,
2: studying and studying I'm going to die if we
1: just never ask the team. I'm, like, I'm we just hoping somehow get through all the teams except for that I'm one. I'm
2: hoping we get to every team. That's kind of why I wanted to do two this week, like just in case. Two,
1: four, six, eight. You want to do a third? Four, ten. Just for Well, 12. We're, we we're are running, running, running out, of out of time, and
2: i got to give to a class. Oh. So. All right. We can... Who's beeping in the parking no. lot? All right, and real I don't quick. i can hear it this loud on the Just ports. yeah, I don't know. Just real quick, I'm going to go over the trade bait list because some of these players might be moved before we record again next week. Chris Kreider at the top, he's like, what, 98% going to yeah, move? Yeah, I bait. feel like he's going to be traded. Sammy Vatten in his second. Uh, John Gabriel Peugeot is third. Um, Alec Martinez in that trade, he's probably already on the move, but it's not official yet. Carolina's first-round pick is fifth. Kovalchuk is still sixth. Ant- Andreas Anthony is seventh. Kyle Palmieri um, is eighth. Eric Gustafson is ninth. And Vladislav Nemestikov is tenth. Vladistav. Hoffman, Marlow, Joe Thornton, Derek Grant, speak of the devil. Uh, Barclay Goodrow, Robin Lanner, Connor Sheary, Vinny Trochek. Robin Lanner? Yeah, sixteenth on the list. He I moved up, actually. I think they're going to. Him. i wouldn't see him getting traded at all but he's on the list so
1: okay that's, uh, yeah that's, that's, that's weird i mean I yeah Brodin. if anything they should trade crawford
2: yeah uh wayne simmons is around uh, the top 20. i think
1: i think i think uh wayne simmons is gonna be traded
2: detroit's cap space is on the list 21st yeah. interesting uh alex kerfoot kasperi kapanen matt Dumba, josh anderson and Pavel Buchnevich round out the top 25. Actually, Buchnevich is 26.
1: The reason they say Detroit's cap space is because there's rumors that they're willing to take on like a very bad contract if they can get a second-round pick out of it or first-round, depending on how bad it is. Mm. Uh, the one team they've been linked to is Vancouver for taking on the Louis Erickson contract. Oh. So we'll see if they do. Interesting, But that would provide uh, Vancouver the flexibility to be able to re-sign a guy like
2: Tyler Toffoli. Yes, very interesting stuff. Um, another thing, real quick. Uh, Fancy hockey. I am still leading. Finally, I took the lead. Three thousand thirty-four points. Uh, Jay is next with two thousand nine hundred seventy-five points, and Duke is next with two thousand seven hundred eighty-six points. So our main States. team only has nine hundred forty-three. Not and half that points. bad. It's only like two hundred points. So, uh, of course, we haven't really changed our our teams at all. I have uh, Evander Kane, who got suspended, still in my roster. Um, and Oster Klefbaum is on the IR, and he's still active for me, so maybe I'll take care of that after we record today. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie; I haven't looked at my roster in a long yeah. time. I just—that's yeah, kind of what yeah. I intended. Like, I mean, if we could, you know, switch the guys that are injured, but I didn't intend to like really keep track of it that well, much.
0: I do have future MVP Patrice Bergeron on my team.
2: Yeah. Oh, Alex Ovechkin still didn't score any goals. Still forty since, since we re, still since we recorded last week, which surprised me.
1: Yeah, I'm freaking out about
2: it. We're getting nervous, man. I honestly really oh, was yeah, I mean, hoping for pizza so today.
1: I am getting so absurdly nervous, like you won't even know.
2: Uh, I'm sure everything will be fine in the end. Yeah, I'm sure. The how many games do they have left?
0: 22, somewhere on there. 23, yeah, something like that. They got 23 games left.
2: <laughs> Yikes! All right. <laughs>
0: you never know. Thank you, everybody. All right. For today's episode of the Overwords podcast, I have been Matthew Duke with. You have been? Yeah. Uh, that's. I <laughs> think. Correct. I've been Matthew Duke with Jay Ashdown and Vinny Cristiano. Until next time,
2: we will see you later. Good night, Tim